Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings Podcast 5. Frida! Nope, this time it's actually 5. No one expects a Spanish Inquisition! This first section is going to be probably a little bit extra rambly. It's just kind of a, a jumble of thoughts as to online life. Be that life online in a game or just online life in general, you know, on social networks. Uh, how gaming is a escape from the sad reality of things sometimes. And it lets you go to places that are happier and better times. As I've mentioned, I've been homeless for quite some time now. For the first year or so, I think, uh, I didn't have any real way to get online reliably. I had to go to libraries and the school library. You know, I hang out on school campus, and I could use the, the school campus libraries sometimes. But I didn't have a system of my own, and I certainly couldn't go and game unless I wanted to go to an internet gaming center where I had to pay a couple of dollars an hour usually. It was it had cheaper times of like two dollars an hour, but I think the the high rates were about three fifty an hour. And I did that later on when I got into World of Warcraft's Lich King expansion, but I didn't do that too much early on when I was homeless. Anyways, that's getting off kind of on a tangent there. The point of it is during those early days when I was alone and I had no internet really to speak of, I was I was very lonely. I was very sad. I had a lot of a lot of hard times dealing with things and I didn't really have anything to do when I got my netbook I could go online and I could at least talk on boards I could you know check for jobs whenever I wanted which was really the, the more important thing and you know I in theory I could game but my my netbook really has a hard time playing games and as I mentioned last podcast it it's completely incapable of gaming now but for a lot of us, we have online connections. We have friends that we know online that we keep track of through social networking sites, or we have games that we play online and we talk to them online while we're in-game. And for a lot of us, those connections are really the only connections we have to other people. We have relatively solitary lives in real life, but you know we have friends online, and that's been a big change since online has come about back in the day you know that never happened because it didn't exist but now it's it's very real and very prevalent especially with people who may be uh, single parents or parents who are very busy and don't have time to go out and uh, it's a real good way for people to keep in contact with one another and it's very important to do so I think when we're interacting with other people be it through the game or through a website be they just friends or guildmates, they really offer a lot of social support. They can lift you up and they can they can make you feel okay about things. I have some guildy friends who um, tried to get, get together some money to donate towards uh, a laptop to get me into a gaming laptop, but unfortunately we didn't get enough. I still have it, you know, tucked away, but it's, you know, it, it helps and it makes me feel feel like there's people out there who care about me even though I don't have any real life people who care about me all that much. I have, you know, one or two people, but not, I, I, I don't see them all that frequently. Certainly not as much as I see my, my online guildies. But having having people who are online and, you know, they're out there, even though they're not there all the time and even though you can't touch them physically, that's really important. 
it's extra important for people like me who might have a bad time in life. We have, you know, a bad situation in our real life world, and we want to go into the game world and we want to escape from from our troubles and our sadness and go, you know, hang out with our online friends who, you know, we probably won't talk about real life all that much, but we we'll talk a little bit and they'll they'll offer comfort, but more importantly, they offer you a distraction. They offer you the ability to go do some quests and do some some you know goals and uh it lets you feel like you can really accomplish something even though you might not be able to accomplish anything in your real life you might be able to go and do some quests and get some levels and get some loot whereas in real life you know nothing's changed you still have your troubles you still have your problems you still have your worries but as long as you're in the game as long as you have that connection to those friends you know that there's there's something hopeful out there. It makes you feel good, even though, you know, physically you're not changing. Mentally, you know, you got some some good times there, and you had some fun, and you got a little break from your troubles. And depending on the game and what you're doing, there might be some good times you happen upon that uh, remind you of your past. Like, in World of Warcraft, there were times, um, many, many times over the years, where I was... You know, I was reasonably happy living in a room, and I had my, my own space, and I was doing my own thing, and I was doing moderately well in life. I wasn't, you know, where I wanted to be fully, but I I was much happier and much more positive about my future than I am now. So when I can go back in-game, you know, I can't do it now, but when I can in the future, I could revisit those places, and I can go, yeah, I, I was here before in, you know, the game, physically in the game, but you know, physically in my real life body, I was somewhere else when I was happier mentally. And, you know, maybe I'm mentally sad now in the game, but physically and mentally, I can remember a time where I was happier. And just going back to that physical place in the game takes me back to the physical place in real life. And it gives me a, a little boost in uh, in confidence and, and happiness and that that things won't be permanently bad. And if we focus on our character, we can focus on someone who is not us. We can focus on the achievements of the character. I I play different bodies, um, you know, when I can. And with one body, it feels more like me because he's sort of, you know, he's a gnome and he's he's short and he's silly and he's kind of goofy. But you know, I'm not that short, but you know, I I relate to him as, you know, me. And then I have another body who's tall and thin and a girl body and it's like I don't relate to her quite as much as she is me she is like a different person so when I'm in that body I can be like "Ooh, she got a little good for her or you know "Ooh, she accomplished something and I helped her accomplish something it's not like I did it myself so different characters can allow you to escape in different ways and that uh, that helps you feel feel better about yourself and feel better about your situation in life if you're trying to escape from a situation in life or maybe it can help reinforce positive feelings about your own life like I'm doing good in my own life and hey look my character's doing good too you know I personally can't say that but there have been times in my life when I could and so you have you know both sides of that it can pick you up uh, when you're down and it can pick you up uh, when you're up another important aspect about being online be it a game or be it just social networking sites 
is that there's a society there that's greater than just you and you know they're out there even if you don't interact with them like say you're in a game and you're soloing you know there's other people out there if you're gilded or not you know there's people you could talk to you can make groups and there's no expectations of the people in the groups and no requirements before joining so you don't have to feel like oh they have to like me and I have to qualify in this certain way in order for them to group with me no you just have to be you know of a certain class that they need and usually you can find a group pretty easily and sometimes that's all you need to to help you feel better about something or sometimes that's that's all you want you don't want to feel like somebody special you just want to feel you know generic and helpful to other people and there's always the hope out there that you can meet somebody new and make a friend and you know who knows that friend could be somebody who lasts longer than the game I met two people in uh, one of my World of Warcraft guilds that uh, I expect I'll see over multiple games. One of them isn't gaming now, so I, I won't see her in any games because she's not gaming at all. And I can't game at all, so I'm not, obviously, in any games. But the other one is probably going to pick up a game that I'll be in in the future. So, uh, you know, I'll see him in a different game. And uh, who knows, too, you could eventually maybe find somebody to love. I've known several people who met in-game and wound up getting together in real life and falling in love. And there's always people who meet in game and they find out they're close to one another. And, uh, you know, it turns into a real life friendship and they, you know, hang out outside of the game. And as I think I mentioned in the last podcast about, you know, the section on soloing versus grouping versus raiding, that even if you're in game and you're, you're not interacting with a lot of other people, it gives you a chance to feel like you can accomplish something be that quests or be it you know crafting or whatever you can decide what you want to do with your time online so you're escaping from the real world and you're doing something you know productive in game be that you know making virtual items or accomplishing goals or even just relaxing and having fun back in the day years ago when I was working on my bachelor's I was hanging out in World of Warcraft and I would go online and, you know, as I mentioned, a lot of time I'm just sitting around waiting for groups. So when I was studying for finals or, you know, midterms or whatever test was coming up, I used to go to this one particular tunnel between Stormwind and Ironforge, and there was this train that went between them. It went pretty quick, but it would go by this underwater area with fish and stuff. And one day I decided, you know what, I'm going to hop off here. And so I did. I jumped off there, and I wound up just hanging out there for hours while I was studying just sitting and watching the LFG channel and uh, I would study and I would watch the fish go by and just kinda chill there so you never know what you can find in game it, you might find something really cool so I know this section was super rambly but the the main point of it is regardless of where you are in life physically you know geographically where you are in life emotionally, be that, you know, happy, sad, single, with somebody, with kids, without kids. Regardless of all of that, your online life, be it gaming online life or just social networking online, either way, that's a constant source of connectivity that you have. You know the game is going to be there. You know your people on your networking site are going to eventually get the message you leave for them. And knowing that people are there, knowing that you have, you know, virtual friends, online friends, knowing that there's, you know, a place to escape to, 
These are all really important things, and I don't think people should ever discount them in their life. The next time you're online, you might even want to take a minute and tell tell the people who are special to you, hey, you're special to me. You you make a difference in my life. And you might you might be surprised that they they never actually really gave it much thought. I mean, that's the kind of thing that people people know, you know, subconsciously, but to actually hear people say it, to be, you know, hear somebody say, "Hey, you matter. Your opinion means something to me. You, you know, make a difference. You make me happy. You make me laugh, whatever." These are things that that people often take for granted. They just don't even think about them. And you know, that's stuff you should never forget and never never let your friends forget that they mean something to you. So that's the end of section one, and we'll be right back with section two. Thundercats! Ho! You're enjoying Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcastus Rexus. Enjoy and feel rejuvenated. As part of your online life, you may go to several different kinds of sites. You may go to news sites about gaming. You may go to forums for games that have yet to be released or are released. Or you may go to fan-based sites like um, places that discuss aspects of the game or allow you to do certain kind of talent builds or spec out your character in a certain way. These are all different ways to stay connected to the gaming community and to gaming, you know, within your own mind while not actually at the game. A lot of people do this at work, but some people do it in addition to gaming, just in their own free time. For most of us, this allows us to feel like part of a community, part of a greater whole. As part of that, we may have a guild site we visit. And that allows us to feel a stronger connection to the other people within the game, even though we may not know them specifically or be interacting with them directly. Maybe we're talking on a forum about a specific class and we're talking about different people of that class at different times. But this allows us to share different ideas about similar things we have in common, like a class or the game in, in general or specific aspects of the game. Maybe we like certain aspects of the game like crafting or we like, you know, doing dungeoning and so we're curious about certain dungeons and we talk about strategies. This allows us to sort of extend the game uh, beyond what's online while you're playing. It also allows for different things like player created content like maybe somebody wrote up a history about their character and maybe somebody wrote up a little bit about the cultural background of one particular race of their character and this can add to the experience of the game while it may never be included in the game itself it's fun to think about what might also happen in that universe and talk to different people about it maybe you're into that maybe not I myself tend to not participate in online communities once the game has been released. There simply becomes too many people and too many opinions and too many clashing personalities for me to enjoy such a place. But pre-release, I'll often talk on boards, um, not surprisingly, about computer hardware, giving people tips on uh, how to tweak their performance or how to make their computer run better once the game does release or if it's you know post-release in, in a test phase. The, you know we can have a more solid idea of what to go on for recommendations of hardware. 
But what I find probably most interesting about communities that are online that are not, you know, within the game, you know, they're attached to the game, is that these things that you post, these discussions you have, can last indefinitely. I have recently been uh, thinking about my life and looking back on things and looking at my EverQuest site a little bit. And there's a lot of my same struggles um, 11-ish to 12 years ago that I'm having now that I wrote about back then, and some of the words still ring true. In the next section, I'll actually be reading pretty much directly from something I posted from 12 years ago. Um, it's not sad, don't worry. Um, but it's about online life and how gaming online and interacting with other people can actually benefit you. A lot of people back in the day, not so much now, but they, they used to poo-poo on, on games and be like, oh, how can you learn anything from gaming? Well, there's actually a lot you can learn from gaming, and I'll get into that in the next section. But it's not just about the gaming. It's about the interaction of the people from different cultures and different backgrounds and different places. The things you write may impact somebody's life in a profound way that changes them, you know, forever. And I think as part of a global society, changing and exchanging ideas is really important. And I think being online and part of an online community really makes me feel proud to say that I was part of this and I was here when it started and you know some of the exchanges and meetings of you know different cultures has really uh, increased our cultural awareness as a whole back in the day with EverQuest I met people from Japan and Germany and you know England and all over the place and I thought it was really interesting to see all these different cultures together playing the same game and getting to know each other and being friendly especially back then you know global tensions was a little higher than it is now there, there's still a lot of hate and war going on but I think you know as as the online communities grow and as gaming becomes you know more widespread even though it's far more widespread now than 10 years ago and even more so 20 years ago but I think it will really increase a lot of people's global awareness and uh, really help people you know mellow out as a whole global society who knows maybe we'll get to that federation someday so in closing for this section it's a little bit more difficult to do when you're actually in the game but when you're online in an online community you know outside of the game you know consider a few for a few seconds you know before you hit that post button before you hit that send button think about the person think about their culture think about their background think about who they are don't just be like you know I'm thinking this, so I'm going to post it, boom. You know, you got to think about them. Be respectful, you know. Consider if what you're about to say is appropriate for them, for the thread that you're following, and just in general because, you know, things are different all over the world. Things affect people differently. Things have a different impact on different cultures because you say it this way here doesn't necessarily mean the same thing over there. So basically, don't be an ass. Contrary to popular belief, looks aren't everything. As I mentioned, this last section is going to be sort of a reading from Careful You Might Learn Something, which is something I posted at my Page of Wrath for EverQuest back in... Uh, 99 so this article is about 12 years old some of it doesn't really apply anymore um, not so much because the idea has changed but because of you know me my personality has changed some so my my comments have changed a little bit so it won't be a direct reading 
it will be more of a modern day version of what I would have written if I would have written that new today. What prompted me to write this article was that in the game I heard a conversation in Shout and someone's statement came up of, I won't learn anything here. It's a damn game. And he has no idea how wrong he is. Play is the basis for all higher beings, and I believe even quite a few lower ones. You can see kittens and puppies playing all the time. From children playing with one another to little puppies and kittens playing with one another, play is how we learn. Through play we learn about ourselves, our society, and our role within that society. The ability to work in groups is one of the things we can learn. This is emphasized in how we act within the group, and by fear of not wanting to die, we are better encouraged to work together as a team when we're grouped. If we want good treasure and experience, we learn to get along with or decide to leave uh, other members within the group. Whatever the reason for grouping, be it questing, crafting, exploring, raiding, we interact with one another and we learn how to act better as a group by grouping. By playing our different games and playing different bodies within those games, we learn compassion and understanding. We learn about the different societies that the developers have built into the game, and through understanding different perspectives, we begin to think outside of a singular perspective. We begin to think from different perspectives. We begin to think about multiple personalities. If a game includes different kind of NPC interaction, we can learn about people who are loved, we can learn about people who are hated, we can learn about people who are feared. All different things we can experience within the game that we may not get a chance to experience in our own lives. Comprehension and understanding of language is another thing that we learn while playing games. Be that an online game where we're talking to different people, or even if it's just a single player game where NPCs are talking to us and we're talking back. We learn to speak clearer, we learn to have more formed thoughts. Obviously my thoughts right now are not very well formed. But just like taking classes in school, we learn better how to write and how to speak with other people. I have actually encountered a few people recently, and this is now not when I wrote the story 12 years ago, but I have recently encountered people who said that they are in a different country. Um, the specific people I think in this one were Sweden and I think Germany. But they said they learned how to speak English just by playing games that were based in America. Through online chat, they just picked up little bits here and there, and over the years, they learned how to speak it fluently, as good as anyone who was born here. Decision-making and problem-solving is another thing we learn. Will I solo today? Will I group? Will I go to this zone or that shop? Am I getting good experience here, or should I move on? So many things you can think about while you're playing that seem trivial, but they actually involve higher-level decision-making processes and thought to decide what you want to do. Dealing with grief and loss is also something games can teach us. It seems a little silly to say that, but if we die we can get frustrated and we can get angry, or if our friends decide to leave our guild or leave our game we can be sad about that. And in some games like Dragon Age, if you play an elf, the ending of the, the training area basically has a really powerful and strong story that actually is really quite moving, and that uh, that in itself is a form of grief and loss. I should mention specifically that it's the wood elf, not the city elf. I actually haven't played the city elf one. It's the wood elf one. That's kind of sad and 
but it's it's nice though. You know, it's not something most people would experience. So try it out if you if you have the game. Economics and spending and saving are another aspect that we can learn in the game. When I was young, the the way to learn economy was you got an allowance and you had to save up your allowance and you buy stuff. I don't know so much about if people do that nowadays, but if if you're in a game that's online, there's there's typically a very strong economy and they have an auction house and people are buying and trading all the time. So there's a lot of economical aspects in there as well. It may even surprise you to learn that if you yourself are a craftsperson, that you may be um, balancing costs and profit analysis in your products by setting a price a certain way. Fear, panic, and how to deal with the unexpected is often a way you can tell the difference between somebody who's been playing for a while and somebody who's brand new. When you're brand new, you still have all the fear and the panic reactions that you have in real life. If a monster jumps out at you, you'll jump and you'll be startled and you'll freeze for a few seconds. Or you may be getting closer to death and you may start panicking and you may start backing out of combat and trying to run away. These are instincts that we have in real life that aren't necessarily necessary in the game. And yet, through the game, we can experience them, we can deal with them. Like, I used to have a big thing about spiders. You know, not so much I'd be like, ah, spider, I have to run away! But, you know, bad enough that I was like, ew, spider, ew, ew, ew. But over the years, I got used to fighting spiders in games because there's undoubtedly spiders in every newbie zone there is on the planet. Um, so eventually, I, I sort of got over the fear. I'm not necessarily completely unafraid of them anymore. Some still do freak me out. But I certainly don't panic like I used to. I know back in the day, I don't know if they still do it, but I know that some psychiatrists and psychologists used to sort of prescribe gaming to people so that they could get over things like a fear of heights or a fear of water. You know, you can go into the simulated environment and you can go up somewhere high and you can look down and be like, yikes, or you can take a flight somewhere and be like, yikes. And you would eventually get over it, in, at least in hopes. Honor, both for the group and for yourself, and I'm going to add to my article also self-confidence, are also things you can learn. Your actions in the game will really de determine who you are to other players. Are you going to hog this, this spawn camp? Are you going to share loots? Are you going to roll on everything just because you can use it? Or are you going to say, hey, this, this warrior really needs this one-handed sword, even though I need it, he needs it more and he's the tank, I'll pass to him. Through these actions or inactions, we can learn about personal honor, we can learn about reputation, and we can learn about consequences of our actions. Leadership is another skill we can learn, be that within the group or within your guild or as a raid leader. It's a simple enough concept in itself, but a lot of people don't actually think about how being a leader brings on responsibility and expectations. And a lot of times in groups, the leader of the group is not necessarily the one who has the lead, you know, quote-unquote, according to the game. It's the person who really knows the most about the area you're in, or they know the most about, you know, the, the creatures you're fighting. And it's really the person who develops the strategies and sort of keeps the group together. You know, if there are people who are fighting amongst themselves, you know, they sort of calm things down. Or if people are pulling too fast or somebody has gone AFK, the leader will be the one that reminds people, you know, hey, we need to slow down or, hey, this person's still AFK, don't pull yet. And leadership is really something that 
that you you can develop it over time, but it's more personality based. And I think by exposing yourself to leadership positions, you can figure out if you like being a leader or not. And this can carry through most certainly to your everyday regular life. Negotiation is also something you can learn through playing games. Back in the day with EverQuest and a few other games, you would sometimes have to share spawn points, you know. Okay, you guys take these monsters and we'll take these monsters. Nowadays, with the instancing, that's not really so much of an issue because each group gets their own batch and you don't really have to worry about it. But there are still points to negotiate. Like if a loot drops and it's, you know, bind on equip, say, and you're in a place where you know you're going to get several loots, go ahead and, you know, take that first roll if you think you really want it. But, you know, sort of keep in mind that something else might come up that you might want more. So if something does come up that you want more, you can negotiate with your group. You can say, hey, I won this loot already, but I really want this other loot. Can I maybe trade you guys? And you and you who wanted it before can roll it off and decide who gets it while I get the new loot. So negotiation can come up a lot in gaming as well. Responsibility is another thing you learn in the game. If you tell somebody you're going to group or you're going to do a raid or you know, meet up at a certain time, you should really try and do that. And through promises, either be them by being somewhere or you promise to make somebody a certain item or you know, just being a healing class and somebody's around you that, that gets hurt or you know, a fighter class that can help, you know, taking on that responsibility and deciding do I want to help this person or not. And then be responsible for your actions. Did you help them? Did you not help them? You know, and then figure out how you feel about your actions and their reaction. Societal norms is another thing you can learn in-game. Not necessarily about your real life, but about the game life that you're in. You know, people in different areas of, you know, geography will have different play times and different schedules and you may even find that they have different protocols when dealing with going to a certain place or going to a certain dungeon. Not so much now because everything is, tends to be instanced, but you'll deal with, you know, like back in the day with EverQuest, there was a bazaar on Saturday and it didn't happen on other days until later and then happened on Sunday as well. But you'll start to notice these patterns. You'll be like, oh, I need a new item. Well, it's Thursday. Okay, I'll just wait till Saturday and then go get the item on Saturday. And if I have anything to sell between now and then, I can sell it then too. And you'll figure out the patterns of your society around you. And this carries over into real life as well. You may not even realize that you're noticing these things. Sexual identity, gender, and gendered scripts are really a big issue in online gaming for some reason. I don't know why. But there's this sort of hot topic about guys who play as girls, and yet people seem to forget that a lot of girls also play as guys. It's these gendered scripts that we have that a girl has to act a certain way or a guy has to act a certain way. And so we have this expectation. Um, like if a guy sees a girl character, he might automatically assume that there's a girl playing it and decide to flirt with that character. Although nowadays people pretty much assume the reverse of that. But there's a lot of gendered scripts that I think a lot of people take for granted that they seem to forget. And these reasons are part of why players choose the sex of their character that they choose. I could probably go off on a whole podcast about sexuality and gender. That was kind of my specialty in college. But when I play 
different characters. I, I have different sort of feelings. If I want to be sort of silly, like like my own personality is that I'm kind of silly. I kind of goof off. I get lost kind of easily if there isn't a map or if the map gets confusing. Or I get forgetful about, you know, where's this boss or where's that boss. And if I play a female character, people kind of expect that. They kind of expect me to be like that. They kind of expect me to be more quiet in the group. They kind of expect me to, you know, put people in their place when they're being rude to other people. But if I'm playing a guy character, and this is still me, you know, I'm the same player either way. If I'm playing a guy character, they expect me to be bossy and rude and know where everything in the dungeon is, and they expect me to take charge of the group. And there's a completely different set of gendered role expectations based on my character. And it's really important to realize this. And through playing a game, we can sort of secretly explore those gendered roles and what it's like to be treated that way. And you know, in a similar fashion, a lot of females play male characters for that reason because they don't get hit on, they don't get all these expectations, and they're they can just play and have fun. And people need to be aware of, you know, both themselves, how they want to be treated, and how they want to treat others in regards to gender and sexuality. So there we have it. That's my big spiel on uh, careful you might learn something. So when somebody tells you or you hear somebody tell somebody else, oh, you shouldn't play that. It's just a game. You're not going to learn anything. You can say, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. So there. So hopefully uh, you learned something. And if not, uh, hopefully this is good fodder for tossing at people who are being poopy to other gamers. So that's it. Here we are at the end of Podcast 5. It seems like I just started. I'm still having a great time doing them. Um, I've gotten one message from (laughs) somebody who said that he's loving them. So at least uh, least there's one person out there who's loving them. Uh, Hopefully there are a few more of you out there. And maybe even more of you as time goes on. As long as there's people enjoying them. And as long as I can think up uh, good topics to talk about. I will keep going. I think I may actually have two different podcast ideas in mind already. So hopefully uh, they'll keep coming. And uh, hopefully you can keep enjoying them. So that's it for Podcast 5. I'll see you next time. Okay, thanks. Bye. Or maybe it can help boosters. Boosters. Boo, 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 boo. Through play, we understand our own roles in our society, our society structure as a whole, and something else I forgot. But they actually involve higher level decision making and thought processes. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by setting a donation, You can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. When you type rabbits ramblings, don't use a space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. 
If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. Whenever you type rabbit in any of those, be sure to, to put a one in place of I. Rabbit's Rambling is copyright 2011 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribute Sharealike license.